0: What is up, everyone? It is the Pro Wrestling Planet podcast, PWPlanet.com. It is October 12th, 2022 in the year of our Lord. It's a Wednesday night and... Wait a minute, let me get that one more time. It's Wednesday night and... You know what that means. Oh, right. Didn't have your mic quite all the way up. My man, Big Vito T in the house. I'm the brand. Yo. Thanks for joining us, folks. Big Vito T, my man, how's it going? It's going
1: good, man. I love Wednesdays. It's... I love
0: Wednesdays because we get to watch Dynamite and I get to drink yep. two energy drinks on Wednesdays. <laughs> really, the only day that happens. <laughs> yep wednesdays that...
1: are awesome i love dynamite i love me some
0: AEW. i would usually be in bed right now full disclosure my man
1: me too full disclosure
0: yeah so we yeah. we're burning the midnight oil making sure we give I the should, people what I, they I want. believe
1: the, i believe the wife is sleeping so i
0: better keep it down keep... don't get too excited <laughs> But uh, we got this episode of Dynamite Vito, you know, that's kind of what we do here, if in case Dude. you're new here, um, pretty interesting show altogether. of course, we'll They're get in into Toronto. The, the ins and outs, yes, Toronto at the Coca-Cola Center, I think was the name of it, Coca-Cola yeah. Auditorium, something yeah. Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola owns... That son of a bitch.
1: And there was some rumors going around before, um, before the Coca Cola Coliseum. Is what there called.
0: we go. Triple C.
1: Um, there was some rumors going around since they were in Toronto that some people were going to show up. Oh. And, uh, yeah. There was rumors like,
0: like Bret Hart or something, or what? What are you talking no. about? I missed these rumors.
1: Yeah, there was rumors, but no, it's the way the show started.
0: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I see, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of which, I, I did, I came across this uh, on the internet, but then completely forgot about it until the opening segment of the show we get Renee Paquette. Renee Paquette. Renee, aka Renee Young. If you don't know, uh, actually, uh, Mrs. Moxley, Mrs. she should she should as Renee Moxley. Oh, that would have been, been interesting. Sweet. <laughs> I don't think it's any kind of coincidence that there were dueling stories out there on the internet that John Moxley signs a five-year extension, and then this happens a few days later. I think it's pretty. Yeah, I also saw that.
1: She turned down an offer from WWE, and,
0: Ooh, then it really? said, and
1: then it said, they're in Toronto, and then good chance she'll be at Dynamite, and I was like, oh yeah, she'll be there. And she got work.
0: Trips, leaving no stone unturned, apparently, and trying to bring people back to the company. Uh, so yeah, we get uh, her. She is out. They they uh Excalibur announces her as the newest AEW announcer, and she comes out there to do an interview thing. First of all, Vito, uh, she interviews Christian at the ramp, and we'll get to the promo and all that here in a minute. But what do you think of the signing overall? and um
1: i've been waiting for it actually i'm actually surprised it took this long
0: yeah it's Uh, kind of one of those like what took you guys so long
1: yeah i think it's because she's been busy um you know she wrote she did a book a while back and i think she was doing some stuff she's got that podcast right so i think she was doing some big things so I, I pretty I knew it was gonna happen eventually i I also she had some things that she had to wrap up uh, for a WWE. some prior engagements with them right and and uh, she just filmed some videos, but I knew it was coming eventually,
0: plus, it's you know it's hard to switch jobs when your husband's in rehab, you know what I mean dogs no, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding Mox. I was just you know
1: we you know. love we love John moxley.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. I just thought that that would be uh, funny. It was a joke, but yeah. So, (laughs) no, you know, cool signing. Um, Do you think they keep her as doing this sort of like uh, backstage announcer gimmick? Do you see her getting on commentary at all?
1: I don't think so. She doesn't really like commentary.
0: She's really, uh, she's really good as like an analyst. You know, that's kind of what they had her doing the most. Yeah. Um, She,
1: she said that she doesn't like doing commentary.
0: Yeah. I could see why. Probably not her, her strongest suit. She's very, she's good as like a host type person. Yeah. And an interviewer and and that sort of thing. So yeah, maybe, um, I don't know. I can
1: see her getting her own segment.
0: Shivani's days are numbered. I tell you what, just have Renee <laughs> handle all those backstage promos and stuff like that.
1: I can see her getting her own segment or her own show. You know, like uh they are Renee supposedly Hour.
0: wanting to develop yeah. more non-wrestling content. Yeah. But that yeah, would be think... wrestling content though technically. Yeah. So, well, She interviews Christian at the top of the ramp. You know, the promo was very brief, Um, non-memorable. Bags on his own home country, even though he was, like, stoked about being there last week when they were in the other town. Now he's, like... You know what I mean? It's also
1: her home country.
0: He's got to play the heel. Okay. Well, there you go.
1: And what's funny is, uh, little, like, under the under the rug knowledge behind the curtain knowledge because they're really good friends christian and renee and they have it they have like a a joke thing where they're toronto buddies oh okay. so it's like so he's like slamming the maple leaf and she's like just sitting there like
0: oh gosh nudge nudge wink wink yeah Give, put you in a headlock yeah Well, we get Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. Vito, what'd you think of this one? I thought it was awesome.
1: I thought it was a good match. Luchasaurus wrestled nice and uh, methodical in a heel way. I thought that was kind of cool. We haven't really seen him wrestle as a heel in an actual match setting. He's just been squashing guys for Fuego, you know, justice for Fuego. Straight
0: squash matches.
1: Yeah. Um... I thought it was really good. There were some good spots. I thought Uh, one thing I do have to say is I think Christian on comedy on comedy on
0: commentary was on comedy too.
1: Yeah, I thought his commentary for this was a waste. I I didn't think it was uh, like uh, uh, used well. I guess I don't know. Usually, Ah. it should be out there to like push the agenda or do something to add to the match, I don't think he really added to it at all.
0: That like, can't, I think that left. happens a lot. But then he that's left just mid-match.
1: Me. So if he would have left at the end of the match, and he would have just kept talking through the whole match, then I, that would have been cool. But right, he, just, he left, and he didn't leave by saying, oh, I got to handle this, or da-da-da-da-da. It was just he kind of disappeared, and someone said, oh, Christian left. I don't know that's, that was my main problem
0: Christian left and he wasn't missed
1: yeah yeah. <laughs> it's not at there.
0: least in the commentary booth no that's a good yeah. that's a good point that they actually wrestled but that that's you know you'd expect that from this match we've been waiting for this match for a while definitely not uh, the blow off match as Luchasaurus goes over no and um so this shall continue basically is what a couple this... cool
1: spots though there was a choke slam into a huracan to the post on the outside check that spot yeah that okay that table spot was right on Luchasaurus had the Himself back a little bit, which he threw himself a little
0: too far, you know. So that that was, I, I caught that too, and I thought that that was actually very, very smart, yeah. Because a lot of the time, they're just thinking that that guy's gonna carry them, yeah, and it's just not really. And like Jungle Boy wouldn't have been able to pull that off, it would have been a complete botch fest, so he, yeah, you know, yeah, go ahead, jump, jump through the damn table.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And then there was one more one more spot that really got me. That Poison Rana kill switch thing.
0: Oh, my God. Poison
1: Rana. I thought he was done when you hit that Poison run I was like, oh, shit. Is he going to check on him? But he was like, he basically said, like, I don't know what he I would do anything to hear what he said to him right there. When he went forehead yeah. to forehead yeah. with him.
0: I think they're missing hit an opportunity from
1: his knees. Yeah.
0: with that uh, you know anyone that does that poison rana move that yeah. should be like the new DDT you know like someone hits that and you're just you're done you know you're dust yeah so that's I don't know that's where I am with that but yeah this should continue you know I think uh, we'll probably see a bunch of Bunch of Luchasaurus squashes in between until we see the next match. Maybe it'll be at the pay per view, though. More than likely.
1: Went, uh, match went 14 4.
0: And also, I think they were already doing this, but they really laid it on thick tonight the Jungle Boy Jack Perry stuff. Yeah. Especially on like commentary. It. It's just kind of like do one or the other. You know, why do we need a four word name?
1: Yeah, you know, It only works finisher. if you're Stone
0: Cold Steve Austin.
1: Yeah, exactly. His finisher's called the Cutthroat Driver. I thought that was a cool name. Cutthroat Driver.
0: Well, because he's from Cutthroat Island, right? What? Really? I don't know.
1: I was like, what? You got me there.
0: I can't back it up.
1: <laughs> oh, man.
0: They go from that into a pre-tape with Ethan Page and Stokely and Renee. And Renee was back there, Matt Hardy, private party. Now my eight year old son uh, would not take my word for it. That private party were were not the street prophets. So (laughs) take that for what you will. And I was Uh like, you know what, son, especially the one guy, I can see it. You know, the skinnier guy. He yeah. totally looks like uh, Montez Ford or whatever. Yeah, but uh, uh,
1: that's Isaiah Cassie. So Mark Quinn does not look like uh,
0: uh, Angelo Dawkins. Not quite. No, there, no. That, there's a little bit of a difference there. But yeah. yeah, Quinn and and Ford, their side profiles, especially, it's like, man, yeah, it's Montez Ford right there. I'm like. No, that's not them, but, like, he wouldn't believe me. Which got yeah. me to thinking, now, when you were younger, is there anyone that you, like, thought was like someone else but, like, weren't sure or, like, you know what I mean? Because I think we all kind of did that as as young wrestling fans. I'm trying to think. Um, but you know what I mean? It seems like... Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it seems like it's like Razor and Diesel, um, especially. I you know it was one or the other. I want to say it was probably Razor, but like me and my brothers would be like, "The fuck," you know, "Who like who is he?" You know what I mean? And just like trying to think about like, I don't even think we still ever put it together. They were probably remembering him from the AWA days or something. Yeah. You know, probably, probably didn't even remember his WCW stuff, but.
1: No, I can't think of any of that.
0: That's uh You don't got anybody, huh?
1: No, not that I can think of.
0: Did you think of anybody yet?
1: No, but I am thinking about that backstage segment. It was so convoluted, and uh,
0: so uh, I don't under, i don't quite understand what's going on. So, if you could break it down for me, you so would, basically up uh, uh, they are going to do a match. I got that out yeah. of it.
1: Yeah, Ethan Page is going to wrestle uh, Isaiah, right? Isaiah Cassidy, I believe.
0: So it's a one-on-one. No. Hold on. Or it's a tag match.
1: Um, this says Matt Hardy. I thought it was going to be Isaiah. I'll, I'll get back to that. But anyway, a match is set up to where uh, something happens. Then Matt Hardy, um, then Private Party is out of the front, or out. Of, oh, that's right. it. I forgot about that part.
0: Okay, there we the go.
1: Firm, the firm bought Private Party. Because because Private Party can be bought and sold like, uh, like the other people. I don't think it's a good look. Not a good look. <laughs> I don't think you should buy contracts. Of, well, there's, a, there's
0: a couple of these little storylines going on.
1: Not good. But anyway,
0: and we'll get to some the other reason, one later, but
1: for some reason the firm wants Matt Hardy. So we'll figure that out. Anyway,
0: that it could was be a interesting. Segment. Making him like a, you know, like their mule or whatever. That that could work. That could be something.
1: Yeah. The firm are collecting shitty wrestlers.
0: Collecting bodies. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit more about that firm a little bit later. But the yeah. next segment we got was Ward Joe against uh, Nick Camarado and QT Marshall. what did you think of this one?
1: Well, at first I thought it was weird because the fact it was in the meet in the ring and QT Marshall right. had uh had the the mic and he's like uh
0: He's like halfway people... through a promo.
1: The people we're gonna go against is Wardlow and Samoa Joe, War Joe, War Joe. Like he's trying to start a chant. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, are you really trying to start a chant before Wardlow's music hits? That's what he was doing. Right. I was like, you're not, you're not that cool enough to do that. The fans are not gonna follow you. Q T Marshall. It's awful
0: they uh they get squashed they get their 2
1: minutes and 24 seconds
0: <laughs> they get the ever loving daylights beat out of them by ward joe
1: do you love uh wardlow's headbutt that he does what's your what's it's your a, thoughts on it's that it's
0: a, it's a fine headbutt yeah all i right. will say that
1: uh so wardlow hits all his all his uh famous spots Then Joe comes in to choke him out while Wardlow just paces around and make sure nobody comes in. It's very beautiful. Their tag team is great.
0: I'm fine with squash matches. Fine with Ward Joe. I'm fine with all you know with the whole thing. The only question I have is you have QT Marshall and this other guy in there, this Camarado. and they're job guys, obviously. Well, you know, QT is, but, like, Camerado's basically, like, a trainee. Yeah. You know?
1: He's still pretty green.
0: Right. He's just, like, they're just trying to get his ears wet. And, like, my question is, like, how how much can you get your ears wet, you know, being, like, a job dude? You know what I mean? Yeah. What
1: are you dying over there?
0: I am dying man I don't know what's going on Jeez But
1: this uh, squash match Turned into something pretty good I thought
0: Speaking of which The embassy hits the ring
1: First of all uh, What's his name? Brian Cage was wearing a sweater that said "Swolverine." I just have to say that. All right. Sw Swolverine. All right, now you can go.
0: Isn't there someone named (laughs) Swole?
1: Big Swole, yeah. Okay. She she quit the company or got fired on the controversy there. They're
0: bringing her back. Uh, Um, No, you know the post match stuff. Embassy comes out. Then, uh, you know, they say, oh, well, you know, we, we're we going to kick FTR's ass last week if it wasn't for you guys. So then FTR come out to a huge pop. And uh, they basically set up a match for, I guess, what, Rampage, right? It's Another Rampage match. I
1: don't know.
0: It's, they uh,
1: say something about what time is Rampage.
0: Right. They're
1: looking at their watches.
0: 10, 10, 10, And they say it's 10. The chairman is back. So Spears is back and he's just like able to do whatever. He doesn't have to fight his way out of his contract with MJF. What what exactly was the deal with that? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They kind of left that. That was a long time ago. Forget that. Oh, it's a loose string. <laughs> uh we want well, these hey, the things back. We want these and things Samoa, tied up, Tony.
1: Samoa Joe took MJF's spot in the pinnacle.
0: Interesting. They have a new
1: pinnacle.
0: Interesting FDR, way to put it.
1: Ward Joe and Sean Spears, the pinnacle. How sweet is that?
0: Hmm. I like it.
1: Yep, me too.
0: It could be a feuding faction. Vito's
1: stamp of approval.
0: Could be like a feuding faction type deal. I could buy into it a little bit. So, yeah, we're going to get that, uh, I guess, FTR and Sean Spears match uh, against the Embassy on Rampage. Uh, We get the Jericho promo backstage. With two or you know Menard and Parker, or whatever they're called as a as a team now, I guess. I don't know, whatever it is. Um, I
1: think they're
0: still two oh. okay. Now you could tell this promo was live instead of a pre-tape because Jericho's mic was like not all there.
1: Um I love that. Tony Schiavone has been using the word systematic cheating. And he uses it a lot, too. And it's so funny.
0: That's a good way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. Because that seems to be kind of the theme of what's going on there. But obviously, we'll get to more of that. But in this promo here, they're basically just talking about uh, Daniel Garcia. You know, I, I, if, if he would mentioned Danielson, I didn't catch it because, like I said, it, it sounded like there oh, were yeah, mic problems raging. to me. So.
1: Yeah, they were raging about how he's going to have to fight with Lionheart.
0: All right, then. Well, then we get Daddy Ass, Billy Gunn. Officially Daddy Ass, Billy oh, Gunn. Yeah. (laughs) Now, in the pre match graphic, it was actually there, like in writing, which I thought was a neat, yeah, a neat touch. So, some stuff happened after this, but what did you think about the match itself, V? That
1: was good. Um, that let me get your honest opinion. Do you think Billy Gunn looks better now or in nineteen ninety nine?
0: Hmm. You know I'm gonna say ninety-nine. Really? You know, he looks great now. And technically, from like a, a body standpoint, I I would be fine with saying with with somebody saying that he looked better now because it's kind of one of those uh, beauties in the eye of the beer holder type things. I think he was in phenomenal shape uh, back then. Now he just looks so, like, almost uncontrollably big.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, he's just, like, so, like, stacked up top. And that was never he really was his in really thing.
1: in good shape. You're right. He was in really good shape back in 99.
0: Alright. Yeah. He was just like thinner and you know yeah. I mean if if I were to avatar a body type I would rather have that one than, than this one if that makes any sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Here I am you All know right. 240 of straight blab and I'm critiquing daddy ass's body. So it's quite a world that we live in here, Vito.
1: <laughs> in the uh, 23 years, <laughs> he doesn't look too much different than he does in this picture with a uh, picture. I'm looking at here from with a youthful junk.
0: from a youthful <laughs> standpoint. Yes. I mean, he, he doesn't look like he's aged much. He's yeah. definitely found the, the fountain of youth, as it will.
1: Yeah. His face is different, but his body looks pretty much ripped. Yeah. So, Billy Gunn is definitely uh, definitely a fountain of youth tapper,
0: for sure. So, this uh, this team is was su- a good
1: heel, man.
0: That, that's what I'm going to say. This team is super over. I know that. And I was going to ask you about Swerve and the heelness there, Vito, my man. I'm glad you mentioned that because, yes, I thought he did a lot of great stuff tonight, right? Yeah. And I dig the character. But there was one part, just a little tiny critique, and that's that I noticed, and this was during the cut-in, Mainly is where I noticed this at. And, you know, usually when they're doing that, that cut in with the commercial, that's like when the the major heel heat's going on. And what I noticed is, is that he was doing like a lot of like old school type, like heel maneuvers, you know, like just like, you know, like do being like the dirty wrestler, you know, and holds. Well, like, you know, holds and like, yeah, you know, like eye gouging or whatever the hell he was doing or just like, yeah, Um, I just don't think that that fits him. I think he needs to be a cocky heel instead of like a uh, dirty heel. You know what I mean?
1: He did a lot of uh, weird Johnny Depp Pirates of the Caribbean looking stocking stuff.
0: His his facials. Yeah. were very strange.
1: And the way he moved about on the ring, almost (laughs) like a Randy Orton getting ready to do an RKO.
0: Oh my God.
1: Or Matt Riddle trying to do an RKO. I don't know. It just looked weird. He was like doing some, I don't know.
0: Bro, you know what that reminded me of? And I just, this just popped into my head. Wow. Do you remember the original Get Shorty? You ever watch that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I used to watch that movie a lot, and there's a part where John Travolta is Chili Palmer. You know, he's there with Danny DeVito, whatever his character was. Forget the name, Martin Weir, and he's like trying to like tell him like a like about this part, you know, and like trying to get him to like act. You know, he's telling him about his movie or whatever, and he's like, he's like, okay, well, you know, look. You know, look serious or whatever, you know, look like you want to kill me or something like that. And DeVito's like trying to give him the, the face, you know, and Chili Palmer's <laughs> like, what are you like, tired or is it like, what do what you don't ever do? Like, that's what Swerve reminded me of here. Like, that's funny. Just these, these I don't know, the facials just weren't doing it for me. Basically, what well, I'm saying.
1: He spent the match working the leg. But then he did this crazy move to where Billy Gunn's on the outside and he's laying down on the outside and swerve jumps over the rope or through the rope. I'm not sure which one. I think over the rope. And he lands his knee drop. He lands a knee drop on Billy Gunn's leg. Like he dove over the top rope and targeted the leg from the top. Oh man, It was impressive. I like it. You gotta that.
0: work the leg, brother. You gotta work the leg. We're working the but leg in our match, so Billy you're going to have Gunn, to work something else.
1: Billy Gunn only sells when he wants to. So he like sold the, the, the leg when he came back in the ring, and then he's like getting ready to do the Famouser and stuff, and he's like, no, selling the fuck happened, dude. He's like, no, nope, I got to do my spot, so I can't sell this until I'm done. And sure enough, when he was done doing his movements, oh, the, my leg.
0: My oh, leg. my gosh.
1: <laughs> He's old school, man.
0: Oh, I get true vet, you got know? To, gotta yep. get his stuff in.
1: Yep, gotta get my stuff in.
0: <sighs> well, weird pairing as it was. I think that they made it work and had an interesting little match.
1: Screwy ending.
0: Who was this new ref? Defon Smith? He ever been there before? Did you notice uh, this? The black guy? Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's a black ref. Everyone's got to have a black ref.
0: I've never seen this guy before.
1: Yeah.
0: I was like, is this like, you know, some kind of Canadian fill-in? One of the refs couldn't get across the border or something? Oh, my goodness. But, uh, so we've taken, now this is going to become a thing, Veto. What? The the people have taken Seven Nation Army chant and turned it into Oh, scissor me daddy. Yep. So, there's that.
1: This match went 847 and it had kind of a stupid ending.
0: You know, he does a cheat finish, right? Yeah. He does like the old, the old cheat and see, that's the thing. Like,
1: You wrapped his arm around the rope. Another old school
0: heel thing. Like, I just don't think that that's Swerve's deal. I don't know. Not trying to tell a guy how to do his character because obviously he's spent more time thinking about it than I have. But that's just my observation. I want to see cocky Swerve, not necessarily cheating, uh, ruthless. Uh, weird facial making swerve
1: we got bitter I like swerve
0: (laughs) I like swerve I'm not a fan trying to help really okay
1: yeah not a fan
0: to each their own
1: I'm a fan of the guy who came out next though
0: I think he could be good now Mark Sterling hits the ring uh, with Tony I'm a fan of
1: Mark Sterling he's low-key my lawyer
0: well, pretty dang good lawyer because apparently he filed the paperwork to trademark scissor me daddy and all scissoring. Hey,
1: you can't put that on air.
0: <laughs> right. I'm gonna get it's in so gonna much sue trouble.
1: You. Yeah.
0: I'm gonna get my pants suit off here. You better
1: you better bleep that in post.
0: I will. <laughs> what do yeah. you think of this angle?
1: Um it, I like it only because it ended with sizz me daddy niece
0: <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> yeah
1: oh man i I love si me daddy niece that, f-
0: <clears throat> that it gi- is. <laughs> it gives you hope doesn't it oh man like there's just
1: something about that.
0: People actually reacting to a Tony Neese segment. It's like the freaking world has froze <laughs> over. Oh man. But uh, yeah, so this'll this this'll be interesting. They'll do this. Uh, it'll be
1: at the pay per view. It'll be scissor me. Him.
0: Yeah, and he'll put it'll it It'll be on the Scissor
1: line. Me versus the titles. Uh Josh Alexander and Tony Nees. Okay. It'll be, Scissor me versus the titles. I can see it. I'm a booker. You're a booker. Doing wrestling up. fans for years. That's it. Okay. Put it on the line, Tony. Full gear.
0: Works for me, Vito, my man. You know it. Speaking of working for me, uh, this MJF promo we had up next, once he got to it, uh, was complete fire. Of course, uh, at the beginning of it, Stokely's in there trying to take Screen time away And uh, MJF Runs him off, tells him that's his second Strike He's pissed with the The antics of The firm So this is going to be over before it even gets started Between him and these guys apparently He called him Carlton Banks Yes, that was awesome <laughs> Loved it That's crazy <laughs>
1: I hope that I really hope that that doesn't turn into something where like they cost him the title or something
0: stupid like that. Yeah, I really hope that's not
1: where they're going.
0: I thought that during this, I really did. I was like, Uh, "Yeah, this doesn't look good."
1: Now that we're here at this segment, I need to ask you. uh, There's a there's a term MJF has been using. I think he used it. Um, before he left generational talent okay. what's your uh, what's your uh, thoughts opinion comments on the just the term itself generational talent I love and, that uh, and th- who who are other generational talents well what do, you, what do you think that what's that term mean to you generational talent that's it.
0: interesting terms the first time i heard it was a few years back and i want to say it was on like one of my uh football podcasts you know something that they use in the sports world a lot when you're talking about a draft prospect you know what i mean yeah there's so many like you know what whatever it is you know 30, 40 different, like, running backs or whatever position it is that that come out of the draft every year. And you look through all those guys, and it's like, yeah, you see a lot of great stuff, but some guys stick out as a generational talent. You know, that's how it would always be used. So that's kind of what I think of is, you know, I think it's a fine term, and it's something to, something to stick out.
1: In wrestling, you would you believe MJF is a generational talent, no doubt, right?
0: Absolutely, one hundred percent. And
1: what, can you name me a couple other generational talents?
0: Well, when I think about generational talents, I mean we, you know, I mean you're talking about like the, all the people that are really, really great, and they're very few and far between, you know. Yeah. The first thing that sticks out into my mind is, you know, people like Austin and Rock. And you hear those comparisons a lot to The Rock, especially in MJF. But it doesn't even have to be that that far. You know what I mean? Cena was also a generational talent. Roman right now, you know, generational push or talent, you know, however you want to look at it. So generational talent special. is
1: just a, another way to say, you know, possible goat.
0: Right. Yeah, it's just someone special, you know, different from the from the rest of the pack. I don't know. Uh, what do you think?
1: I, I was really, uh, I don't know. The term just seemed very, um, I don't know. Not, I'm not going to say bland. I don't know what the term G- generic. That's the term I okay. looked for. It seemed very generic, so I was like, "And he uses it's like one of his catchphrases almost. Think, I'm a generational talent, right? It's like, okay, I'm. I was trying to think like, what is a generational talent? Why is he? Why is that a thing? And so that's why I wanted to get your opinion on exactly what it was because it's like, seems like a vague, a vague description. Well, of, I mean. God.
0: It can also be confusing.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because so, it's like when 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 you're talking about generation in wrestling, it usually is around like second generation or third generation, you know. Yeah. Like that's usually what it's associated with. So I, I mean can see you
1: it, add a different word to it. Like the new generational talent, uh the latest generational talent, all generational you know, there's Right. If you were to add another word to it, I might be a little closer to understanding.
0: Mm-hmm. But just
1: saying generational talent, I don't know. It seems vague.
0: I think it's better than the... I back. get what
1: you're saying, though. Right. I get what you're saying, though. The 90s were, uh, you know, uh, Sean, Rock. The, those were generational talent. I get that. Right. I can, I can get behind that.
0: For sure. No, and it's just kind of, you know, it would just be the the lingo for this day and age you know back in the day back in the 90s uh they would float around the term icon that was the yeah that was the hot button word yeah i'm the icon of this business um and that
1: showstopper the main event the icon
0: right (laughs) Right, that lasted a lot of years, What, but that was a spinoff. I think the first person that actually used it was either Piper or Hogan. Yeah. I first heard it used in WCW back in the in the NWO days. I'm pretty sure it was, I don't know, maybe they didn't even refer it, because I remember that Piper-Hogan match at Starcade. It was Icon versus Icon. That was how they yeah. built it. I remember that. And so that's when that word started getting thrown around a lot. Um, And then it turned into the best in the world. Like everyone was, you know, it was Jericho's thing. That was CM Punk's thing. Now I guess it's generational talent. Generational
1: talent.
0: I turned to English for a second. Yeah, I got
1: that. Now this next segment is segment of the night in my opinion
0: the promo the mjf promo was fire um we got cussing again just so you know so but if you didn't watch it live it'll more than likely be bleeped if you see it elsewhere Uh, but they allowed mjf to cuss and yes then we led into this john moxley adam page promo to get us hyped up for the match next week. Which Great promo. They're throwing us a, a curveball with this being on a Tuesday next week, which is weird. Yeah, I know. Is that because it's like an NBA so, thing, or what?
1: I have no idea. So, uh, remember when Hangman went off script, supposedly, picked CM Punk off, and caused all this whoot nanny right Remember that? yes you think he might have went off script tonight too and said uh all my friends disappeared or do you think uh you think that was cool <laughs> because well he said day by day my dark buddies my dark or buddies disappeared hey even my best friend all my best friends disappeared. <laughs> it's like oh shit actually the first thing that came out of my mouth was oh snap like really loud and Laurel looks over at me and I was like oh sorry just don't look at me
0: well at this point if you're Paige you know like why not because he's there and they're not you know Punk's not especially
1: yeah yeah, yeah when he said that I was like oh
0: snap there we go, mic drop. Yep.
1: So, yeah.
0: So yeah, this was really good. I mean, there were there was some cool stuff like that thrown in there. Overall, though, this was really the standard. Uh, the whole, I respect you, but once I get in there, I only know one way to wrestle, brother. Your classic. Yeah. Your classic the cameraman for this situation. Whoever's
1: running the camera angles tonight killing it because when hangman's done punching himself in the head the camera immediately pans to mjf and he's sitting there with a bowl of popcorn you're right yeah i like oh yeah. like it's immediate cut over oh man perfect right. yeah. yeah my my note here says <laughs> hangman won that
0: <laughs> yeah if this was a um if this was wild and out, he would have gotten served.
1: Or the WWE video <laughs> game, you know, where you get the the plus points or the minus points when you're doing that. Oh,
0: when you do the promo. promo. Yeah. Gosh, that's so weird.
1: I don't like that game.
0: You know, uh, that's a whole other discussion, the weirdness yeah. of those games the last few years.
1: We'll do a video game podcast one day, too.
0: Absolutely. Uh We get a hype video for Danielson and Lionheart, which leads into the match. Bobby Cruz, no neck brace. Good for him. Bobby Cruz?
1: Yeah, the ring announcer.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay.
1: He was in neck brace. Neck brace last week.
0: So, I'm going to pose this question to you. Hit me. We have... A ROH ring announcer, yes. ROH commentators—technically
1: two, but yeah, only one tonight.
0: This is being conducted for the ROH Championship here on AEW yes. Television, but yes. it is being conducted by an AEW official. Isn't that strange? I've—I uh, am. I've had
1: that problem since the beginning. I really wish that they would have Ring of Honor referees.
0: Have you mentioned this really, before? And I'm just yeah. drawing a blank. Okay.
1: Yeah, I have. I have a. It problem. really I've bugged problem me tonight for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I took note here that uh, Chris Jericho is the 37th Ring of Honor champion, and he's the fifth Canadian to be the Ring of Honor champion.
0: Interesting. Brian
1: Danielson, Brian Danielson was the seventh Ring of Honor champion.
0: Wow. I didn't
1: get his other
0: reigns. So only that. 30 one. champions in between. Yes. 30 reigns in between, at least. And,
1: and Daniel Bryanson was a couple of those.
0: Well, Jericho is looking more and more like Randy the Ram every single day. Um... <laughs> I just couldn't help but see it here in this match. I was just like, oh my gosh, Ram jam. Oh
1: my god. Oh. news Makes- oh, just broke. He's gonna be in the wrestler too. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. He uh,
0: uh he's pushing to have this match with Rourke. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't know. Oh man. They had a match, didn't they? Or he just got knocked out?
0: Yeah, they Wasn't did a he spot. was he the one that
1: wrestled Rourke? Yeah.
0: They did a spot at the end. Uh, Rourke pulled out at the last minute. So they had him wrestle yeah. the legends that year with with yeah. Rourke, just like in the crowd or whatever.
1: Yeah, and he ended up punching him, didn't he?
0: Yes. Something like that? Did yeah, he punch him? Yeah. It was supposed to be oh, a man. full-on match, though. So it's disappointing, but probably for the uh, better.
1: So they did the fake out song.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was like, is that the first time they've done that?
1: You can't mess with the AEW crowd. They will (laughs) not be stopped. They finished that fucking song. (laughs) You cannot stop them. I'm dropping the F-bomb at least twice. Sorry, folks, for all you kids who are listening. I'll clean it up.
0: Yeah, it's all right. And bleep
1: those bleep those in post. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, uh a little spoiler, we don't have a post.
0: <laughs> it's live to tape, baby, tape to um, live.
1: I just wanna take a note and say <laughs> how um how Excalibur is my favorite commentator these days because I learned so much about um, previous indie and New Japan matches that, um, that I don't know about because all these wrestlers have only been in AEW for three years or less. Some of them only a couple months. Right. And Excalibur fills us in on everything they did that's not WWE. So... Excalibur, if you're listening to this, which I think you are, thank you for teaching me.
0: Crazy half-cocked theory here, okay? Yes. <clears throat> if you remember, back in the day, Mike Tanay would always do the luchador segments on uh, WCW or whatever, right? And he like, just yeah. knew all this stuff about like Mexico. So Excalibur... Is like a random love child of Mike Tenay's from Mexico. I think I,
1: that you know what I'll do you one better. <laughs> that could be Mike Tenay under that that mask it doing could a great Excalibur impression.
0: Yeah, you're you know because you know, we all know Mike Tanay is actually an alien. Yeah, but that's <laughs> yeah that's a story for another day. Um. We'll do
1: a wrestlers who are actually (laughs) aliens podcast another time, folks. (laughs) Um,
0: but do you know Uh, what I'm referencing there? The, um, you ever hear that story just real quick? I'll try not to be too long. If you, you, you heard that that was like something, I think, uh, God, who was it? It was either Russo Or it was, like, Disco Inferno's, like, idea, right? Like, or maybe it was both of them put together, I don't know. But that was, like, a failed pitch or a storyline in WCW was, like, Mike today was going to be, like, actually an alien. And they were going to do this whole, like, that's weird. I'll have to find the story and send it to you because I don't really remember the details, but, yeah. Crazy, crazy. Uh, would have been a really weird storyline. Now, yeah, this match, getting back to this match, Vito, Danielson, Jericho. Very interesting because they were in Canada. They go to the break, and I didn't really notice this until they went to the break and did the picture-in-picture stuff. I'm like, oh, man. Like they're letting Danielson do moves during the break? That's weird. He's like he was
1: doing a hold and posing.
0: Well, no, they were doing stuff. They
1: were no, like what I'm saying is like Danielson had his leg and was doing like a leg wrench, and when he did, he did like a, you know, like a Hulk Hogan set of poses. You know, the double guns and then the, right. the point the gun. Isn't
0: that like a heel move? Well and then that's when I real I I was like okay that's really weird and when they came back I then started thinking about it and just like listening to the crowd they're in Canada so Danielson either they did this on the fly or whatever but he started working heel because the Canadian crowd was behind Chris Jericho Yeah isn't that crazy It was
1: it was kind of weirdly split in the beginning then it kind of just went towards Danielson
0: or towards Jericho it was weird and they went along Um, with it like and it's like they switched everything up to where Danielson did the heat during the break or whatever and he was he was acting kind of heelish after that
1: yeah and it was in this match that we got the official Taz yambag quote I did not catch the context, but the yam
0: bag of the week.
1: This is where we got the yam bag of the week. Did you happen to catch the context of the yam bag?
0: I did not did catch. I did not catch it. No. Dang it! All um, right. So
1: next week I'll listen for the yam bag and make sure I get the context. This week I did not get the context, so just heard the yam bag.
0: I did notice that Jericho did and uh, like an AA. Type yeah, thing. and the commentary team didn't really know what to call it. <laughs> yeah, they were just like, uh, "Oh
1: yeah, Death Valley Driver Press." Or right, I don't. I don't
0: they saying. just, they just didn't even call it. They just like went went in the oh, next no. thing. So, uh, does
1: something happened in this match? And uh, you know,
0: this one is of good. my
1: biggest pet
0: peeves. Oh
1: really? In a match. Is when a referee doesn't do something good.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: So there was a, uh, I don't remember what move it was, but the shoulders were down and it was the type of move where like the shoulders wouldn't usually be down. It wasn't like a regular pin. I think it was like a submission that had the shoulders down situation, you know? Okay. The referee took his hands, did the slide under to check the shoulders, but he did it just for looks because the shoulders were down. He didn't even put his hand under the shoulders. He did it, like, in front of them. So he did the little hand wave thing, you know? Right. And then, like, then got up to, I don't know, see what was going on above him. But I was like, dude, the, the shoulders were clearly down. What were you sliding your hand under? Nothing. It was crazy. I was like, why would you even do that?
0: Well, we had to give the look. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the look that of the pin that he wasn't counting. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I I hate that.
0: You know, Jericho did some stuff. You know, reminiscent of the early career. You know, was doing the Lionheart working during this, and you know, except for the whole uh, you know wanting to cheat deal and um, systematic cheating, the systematic cheating. That's right. So we get, I guess there was a ref bump in this. No,
1: he got what he deserved.
0: Well, there you go. Um, (laughs) Yeah,
1: they knocked him into it.
0: And then, uh, Uh, right, Jericho tries to use the belt. But we get Garcia coming down to break it up. Grabs the belt from him. But then, swerve, bro. Smash in the face. He hits Danielson. And the crowd is just, their jaws, you can just hear them collectively drop when that happened. And
1: I think Good they cheered.
0: They cheered just a little bit. Well, right, because Jericho was the face in this situation.
1: Yeah. It was the strange. The match went
0: 14-31. Okay, just about 15 minutes.
1: Yep.
0: Um. So Jericho's still the ROH champion. And this isn't over between... The jazz and the BCC.
1: No, unfortunately, it's
0: this not. Is, this is gonna keep going. Um, that's kind of my only thing. Is like, man, it seems like there would there would be a better use for for Jericho and Danielson to have matches with some younger guys instead of each other all the time. But that's really my only complaint about it. You think it's just ran its course though?
1: Uh, Yeah, they just wanted to give us, uh, you know, they wanted to show us Danielson trying to go for the ROH title because, you know, he's held it a bunch of times or the longest reign or whatever it is. So the next guy is going to be a younger talent, I'd hope.
0: Okay. And apparently Garcia is still in the Jazz and is now not planning on leaving, so... Kind of glad this is the way uh, that that ended up turning turning out, actually.
1: This is the way.
0: It's the way. It's the truth of the life. Uh, so, yeah, pretty good stuff there. Uh, but nothing blow away. And, of course, you know, you get the, the weird, you know, heel win. Then we go to a Nyla Rose pre-tape. Uh, she's stolen the TBS title, apparently, Do you know what the story is with this?
1: Don't forget, it's with Renee again.
0: Renee Paquette, baby.
1: (laughs) She's now on TV for the third time tonight, if you're keeping track. Yes, she's with the Vicious Vixens. Nyla stole the belt at uh, Battle of the Belts. Okay. She came in at the end of that uh, TBS title match and took it. Okay. Uh, when Jade was wrestling uh, Willow Nightingale.
0: Oh, that's right. The Battle of the Belts was last weekend.
1: Yeah. So <coughs> now um, we are having a match where it's uh, Nyla versus uh, Anna Jas because that's what that little situation was. Right. And they're challenging for a stolen title. It's. <laughs>
0: We've it's got, awesome we've got interim champions we've got stolen champions yep. you know uh,
1: the, nyla challenging uh, Anna, Anna js challenging nyla for for jade's belt it's like those guys uh putting our titles on the line up there and just like running with our belts in their shows
0: are they actually doing that?
1: No, but it'd be fucked up. That's oh. the same type of deal. You know oh, what I okay.
0: mean?
1: Right. It's like we go to a show up there and we're like, they're carrying our belts. It's like, that's the same type of deal.
0: Well, I don't it's know. stolen title. I don't know the real origin of this, but it just popped in my head just now. I'm thinking this is just a way to, I don't know, delay... And like buy Jade some time for something, and get that the way to get that title on to someone else, kind of without her losing. Which I don't know why you'd really want to do that, but you think I don't know.
1: Jade's hurt?
0: I mean, I wouldn't go that far. I mean, think maybe I don't know. Maybe I mean, it's just a way I mean, to get the title she... off of her a minute. Just give her something to do, maybe. I don't know.
1: I mean, the only thing I'm okay with, with Jade taking time away and not being the champion is she's going to go play Storm. And if that's the case, I'm cool with that.
0: Okay. I like
1: it. That's like one of her dream jobs. That's the only reason why I say it. It should be an awesome Storm.
0: It might be something like that. I mean, that might be what they're doing. You know, they let Nyla run around with it for a few months. And then when Jade's ready to come back, you know, she thumps her and takes it back.
1: Well, if if, if I realize she was like, uh, no, it seemed like she was holding her arm. Maybe. Really? Did you watch Battle of the Belts?
0: I missed it. See, I totally forgot it was this last weekend.
1: I'm going to have to go back and watch it. I feel like maybe she was holding her arm at the end. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to go back and watch it and see if I can find out where the I way mean, she looked was at a, the end of
0: it. If it was an in-injury match. That's a pretty swift uh, audible called by Khan by right there to, to have that ready to go. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so more women stuff than we get Brit and Hater. Uh, against Tony Storm and Hikiro Shida. Take I'm us through this Sh- beat.
1: Shida Storm. Shida
0: Storm. That's what
1: I'm Or Shid Storm. She- I'm not sure
0: which one. Shid Storm. Yeah. A Shid storm. storm. A Shid Storm is coming your way. <laughs> uh, Seemed fine. Seemed like a fine match, but I was kind of in and yeah. out.
1: So, a um, couple things. Tonight, uh, Britt and Jamie had separate music.
0: Oh, they usually don't do that. Okay, I didn't notice. No,
1: they always come out together.
0: Okay.
1: So, you know, they've been teasing this uh, breakup forever. for ever, for got... an eternity.
0: I got a question for you, Vito. Did they? Am announce... I tired of
1: this? Yes, I am, Bran. Thank you for asking. <laughs>
0: I'm tired of the teasing already. Let's get to it. <laughs> right, go ahead. Well, no, I was going to ask you, did they announce this Tony storm hikiro Shida match before this took place?
1: Before this did, match? Right. Yeah, they were supposed to have it weeks ago, but Brett beat up Shida in the locker room.
0: Oh, I see. And they okay.
1: replaced him with... Uh... uh They replaced her who are they who she her partner was last week i don't remember but they replaced her with somebody
0: um that's kind of what i was thinking here when i was just kind of going in and out of it was that i was like well you know and then especially after the finish i was thinking to myself like okay why didn't brit oh it was athena Yeah, yeah yeah that's right metal wings athena yeah, metal <laughs> wings, of Athena.
1: Um, um, so, uh, so, so they had separate music. Okay? okay, so that's not something that usually happens unless Hayter's in a singles match. Then she has her own music. But they had matching gear, which I love. Their gear, right? Really good matching gear. Um, the other thing uh Sheena did something that I thought was very. Uh, very interesting uh you know when you're um when you're clubbing someone when you're throwing uh uh forearms
0: they're
1: able they're able to block like this right she grabbed she grabbed her arm and was clubbing her while holding their arm i thought that was amazing i was like how come everybody don't do that
0: right it seems like the most simplest counter in the world.
1: Yeah, just. But yeah, them. you've
0: never seen it till now.
1: Just hold them there. You'll be fine.
0: Um. No, I was just I was tilted about this, you know, because I was just thinking, okay, well, why did Sheeta go over? You know, but but then it all made sense to me later. When I was like, okay, well, they're having the match next week or on Rampage or whatever, Tony Storm and Hikiroshida. A face versus face match. Yeah. So that should be fun. I'm
1: trying uh, to look something up here because I feel like um I feel like something got changed and we weren't told about it. So, I'm going to look it up real quick.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yes,
1: it is official. What they are now calling Storm Zero is not the original Storm Zero. Oh, really? Yes. Tony Storm's finisher, the Storm Zero, used to be a Tiger Bomb. But now it's just like a, a pile driver for some right. reason just a regular powder i don't know what happened
0: maybe she was injuring folks
1: somewhere it got changed
0: we can't have you doing that tiger bomb because you do it shittily and you broke someone's neck no i don't know no sarea on this show though i was
1: waiting for you to say that <laughs> and you want to know why
0: canada thing
1: Yep, what we were talking about earlier.
0: Oh, yeah, probably a vax status thing, you'd imagine, yep, huh? It is. Oh. It most
1: certainly is. Uh, I remember something from an interview she had once.
0: Okay. She's one of those,
1: uh, I ain't getting no, none of that. Uh-uh.
0: She's an anti vaxxer.
1: Uh, well, I'm not saying that.
0: Well, no, I mean, you know, she's she's again I'm just
1: saying that she ain't getting that Fauci ouchy.
0: Which is interesting yeah. because her boyfriend did. So dun
1: dun dun dun. Uh, match went eight fifteen. All right. A little over eight minutes.
0: It was fine. Uh, then we get our main event, Vito, my man. Oh,
1: hold on a second. I got hold something I gotta my, talk about
0: first. My, okay.
1: The triple Bs had a talk. They were complaining about uh Mox and Claudio. And by triple B I mean butcher blade and the bunny.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah. Why didn't they write this down? Okay, so I remember there was though the little I didn't thing see
1: they said. They said that that John and Claudio made Ruches' <coughs> kids look bad. Which he meant private party. Which okay. are no longer part of him. They're now part of the firm, but let's not, let's not poke holes in that. But
0: he said Roosh's kids. Right.
1: But is it the Roosh family party or office? Is it the Uh, Roosh?
0: Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Family office? So now it's no,
1: No, Andrade. Oh. Yep. And Andrade wasn't there last week because?
0: The fight with Sammy. The fight
1: with Sammy Guevara. Ouch. And there was no Sammy there tonight. I don't know if you noticed that.
0: Yeah, no, I did notice he was gone. You know, pretty much he was gone. Hager wasn't there. You know, which Zach. Like
1: like you said, it's Canada, so people were missing. Right. Andrade could have been for another reason, because obviously he called him Rouge's kid and not Andrade's kids.
0: Ooh, that's a very good catch, Vito. Um, I did not notice that.
1: If he would have spoken Spanish, then I would have just assumed he said, all my friends are disappearing.
0: So that's a very interesting little nugget added to the fabric of this whole story with Andrade. So we'll have to see.
1: Let's follow that one
0: close. How this all pans out. But yeah, you know, I was just kind of I don't know man. I just been kind of putting the blinders on when it comes to all this stuff because it's like I just don't know what to believe anymore with all this stuff, you know? So it's almost in a way it's made me like kind of shy away like more than ever from like sheet stuff, you know? Like it's I dark. Do, I I look at the dirt still, but like Just in a different way and not as much really, you know, especially when it has anything to do with this AEW stuff because it's just like, I don't know what the, you know, what's real and what's not as far as this this whole thing goes. If we're to believe that all these instances are actually, shoot, like my God, what a freaking nut house this place sounds like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you really think about it, like if, dude, if all these things are shoots, like there's fights going on every week backstage, like what? You it's know? Like old school. Like not even old. Like, I don't know, man. Like.
1: That's uh, what they used to do back in the day. they get drunk backstage and fight. Broad, you know, Bradshaw's told so many stories about getting in fights backstage.
0: The post-show fake brawl at the bar is supposed to be just that. Fake. Or worked, rather. I hate to use that word, fake.
1: Yeah. Let's talk about this main... But I, was,
0: I was quoting Kayfabe, the movie. Yeah. Um, OC and Pat for the All-Atlantic the... title.
1: Bastard.
0: Uh Cassidy got a huge pop. Uh this crowd. Either it was this crowd or hopefully it's more crowds in general are finally getting used to the new music and they know exactly when to pop. They know exactly when he's coming out now, you know, after like the build up. His uh, music was louder
1: tonight than it usually is.
0: See there you go, yeah. Yeah. I've I think it was louder.
1: Too. Yeah.
0: Maybe they um, went in and did a little editing and Reaper and turned the volume up on the track.
1: Yeah, the beginning of this match was really cool. I thought.
0: I don't know. The original track is only from nineteen seventy four. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Vito, very
1: op- opening minutes of this match, I thought were really cool.
0: When uh, when Pack did all the OC spots. I like yeah.
1: that. and he he backed up like three different times, and then he ate a devastating yeah. drop kick. Uh,
0: you know, you just can't go wrong with these with these Cassidy uh, pack matches. This is like, I guess, the second or third one I've seen now.
1: Now, let me tell you something about my good friend Excalibur.
0: All right, he knows
1: all the move names.
0: That's another all thing I was going to mention earlier. Yes.
1: Okay, so when Orange Cassidy flew out of that ring, and Pac stopped him, or I don't remember exactly how it went, but it was something like that. Oh, Pac caught him like this and did the slam on him. You know what uh, Excalibur called that?
0: What was that?
1: Copay interruptus.
0: Oh wow! I was like, I love it. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> you know that yeah after he caught him that wasn't just a slam veto it was a devastating looking brain buster yeah uh brain
1: Brainbuster
0: uh it was like a twisting uh, he landed he bumped on his side for for whatever reason cassidy and it looked devastating
1: what is that move that um i can't even think of it that move that seth rollins does um
0: the pedigree where goes up
1: no the one where he goes off the top and he turns around and does that right there uh, oh yeah, like, yeah,
0: yeah 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 i know what you're talking about i don't know what yeah. it's called though
1: it's kind of what it was like it's the seth it spot like one of the, yeah yeah cheetah does one of those too it's kind of what it was like it was like a brain buster one of those things
0: <laughs> uh That does it though where he like doesn't isn't he the one that it's like he picks him up and then just like throws Yeah yeah Falcon arrow. There that's exactly what it was.
1: It was like a brain buster falcon arrow. Very cool.
0: Right. But I'm pretty sure Excalibur called it a falcon arrow. I remember right, now that I'm thinking about it. But whatever. You know. Uh Yeah, no, I loved uh, Cassidy's rollback to the ring during the count-out spot. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, We get some ear blood from Pac. Dude,
1: no one takes a DDT like the bastard does. I love the way he contorts his body after a DDT.
0: That's, you know, that's what sets people apart, my man, is how they sell. And I, I like that, yes. Anything that looks like any kind of extra effort on the part of the seller, a great job. You know, like I remember when The Rock used to take a pile driver. Still, no one takes a pile driver like the way Rock took pile drivers. He would...
1: Same with the stunner.
0: Right. But he would just pop up somehow. Like, I don't know how he did it.
1: Also, tonight we found out Dan Housen's curse is real.
0: Now, did the did the curse work? I I don't yes. I, I thought it did not work. What? Yeah, it worked. Well, Pack tries to use the belt, but Danhausen shows up in disguise. Gets a huge pop. Uh, we even get a Dan Housen chant, uh, which was very nice, very evil. Um, very
1: nice, very
0: evil. <laughs> uh, but then uh, Pack tries to use the ring bell, but OC steals it. Uh, ends up giving it to the ref. He thinks about using it, though. Uh, hits two big orange punches and your new All Atlantic champion. And the first time ever as a champion, Orange Cassidy.
1: Orange Cassidy. That's why I had the action figure sitting right over my left shoulder this whole entire show.
0: Zoom in. For,
1: for those of you who are just <laughs> listening to the podcast, you can't see it. It's right here over my left shoulder. It's an AEW action figure of Orange Cassidy.
0: It's like the oh, good. Shit. It's like the good angel on that shoulder, and then you got the evil Deadpool's on your other just a shoulder.
1: Whole bunch, just a whole bunch of Deadpool's
0: <laughs> over my right shoulder. Just a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Orange Cassidy wins. Pretty cool, man. You know, uh, eleven
1: wh- minutes and eight seconds.
0: What do you think of OC being a champ?
1: You think I think it's overdue. It's about time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm that's actually cool. glad Pac lost because he, the trio's title in him were too much.
0: That that's the other thing I was about to say. Yes, it's not like he needs that title since no he has the trio's title and we haven't seen yeah. them since they won those. So I hope they do. They something defended them
1: against uh, Dark Order at. Uh, you gotta go watch battle of the belts friend
0: it was on battle of the belts really <laughs> yeah. dude i missed this whole weekend it was it was so busy i missed all that i missed extreme rules uh, you missed extreme rules I, I mean i went back and watched the bray thing Oh, oh okay. but i still haven't watched the whole show no I'm, i was like well i watched the bray wyatt deal that's pretty much all i care about He's going to be on SmackDown, supposedly. Yeah, I don't believe he was on Raw on Monday.
1: No. A video package.
0: Well, what are we rating this thing, Vito?
1: I'm going to give it a four. A foul? A foul. Really? Yeah. I thought it was a good show. Uh, Lots of good. I didn't have, there was no, uh, I don't think there was no lulls for me. Um, Let's see. Let me go through my notes here. Uh, the the thing backstage with Matt Hardy and the firm and all that, that was probably the only lull for me. The rest of it was uh, was a good show, I thought. Yeah. Yep, getting a solid four for me.
0: Don't get what me you got? Don't get me wrong. I thought I don't think it's a bad show when I say this, alright? It was a yeah. fine show. I liked the fact, you know, the main event was great, probably, you know, my favorite thing of the night, uh, besides the MJF promo, which I thought was just fire, of course. But other than that though, man, like there was a lot of stuff on this show I did not care for. I could have done without the whole Ward Joe deal, um what else you know there was just there was just stuff that was just kind of like meh you know it just didn't really feel like a like a super important show to me yeah so i went to i went to Oh. all right which seems low but it's just you know it's not that it was, it was a toronto
1: show so it right wasn't gonna hype you up anyway
0: well you got a skeleton crew. You know,
1: like the Warjo thing was to bring back the pinnacle, so I mean, that wasn't going to sell huge anyway.
0: You know, it was an angle to do, you know, and that's uh, and that's a whole nother thing. And you know, the mocks, the mocks page thing was good. I don't know, I might bump it up to a three now that I'm thinking about it. But my initial look thoughts, at that,
1: folks, we got them to bump it to a three.
0: And my initial thought after the show was like, hey, you know, I just, I just didn't think that there was that much like memorable about it, so that's why I rated yeah. it low. Yeah. A uh, be that as it may, now Vito, uh, the Show is gonna be we, we mentioned uh, going to be on a Tuesday next week. Are we yes. still we still on board to cover this thing? As far as gonna I know. Going to go know. with that. Okay, cool. I Our should. Our fans be too, need so. us. We need them. Uh. They we need them and they need us. That's true. That's the whole point, you know. Tony Khan listens to this show, so he does. Um, you know, we got to make sure that he gets that that instant feedback gratification that we all want, need, and crave. Somehow, even though it was an uneventful dynamite, we found a lot of stuff to talk about. We did, and we we <laughs> ran about 10 minutes over what we usually do. So time to wrap this up, Vito, any parting thoughts? I'm looking
1: forward to, uh, next week.
0: Next week's going to be sick. America. It's going to be nice. You know, not just America, but it's going to be nice that there's, um, a big title match.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to hopefully Sareah and Britt Baker too. I want to see them start mixing it up. I want to see more Sareah and Britt Baker. Ready go. for it? There we go, folks. That's that's big Vito Tease saying Sareah and Britt Baker coming soon.
0: That's what the people want. It's what electrolytes. It's what plants crave. <laughs> Well, we thank you very much for joining us here. Make sure that you're subscribed or leaving ratings on wherever you're listening at PW planet.com pro wrestling planet podcast. It is for my man, big Vito T I am the brand. You know, my man, give me some
1: peace out Woo. No this week.
0: We will see you next week. Yeah. We don't want to get sued.
1: Thanks a lot, Smart Mark.